What's up, the Line Church? Y'all, thank you for every person who's joined us today in church for service. Thank you for everyone who's listening online right now, via online or on podcast, whatever. We are grateful to have you. Hey, listen, if you're joining us for the very first time, would you let us know that you're joining us and where you're joining us from? We want to celebrate God with you. We want to connect with you and uh, take the ministry out of out of the four walls of a church before we go into god's word i need to tell you something we are approaching the end of the year and in this end of the year we have what we call an end of the year offering uh, for the past three years we've been doing this every end of the year god lays it in our heart to give just to give receive instructions from god god speaks to us and what to give and we just give generously to god every giving that god orders us to helps take the ministry and God's word across different people, bless lives and bless hearts all across the world every year. And I am so glad that we get to be a part, that I get to be a part of it even this year. And I just wanted to tell you that you don't miss out on this miracle. And more information will be passed as, as time goes in. But for now, guys, I'm so pumped right now. I can't wait to hear what God has for us. Let's go into the word. God bless you. Bible says, this is a divine moment this is a divine place and who knows how many years God, God it took for God to plan this event who knows how many years all those years I was sinning all those years I was wilding out and trying to be who God was who, didn't, who God didn't call me to be he was working everything working everything working everything all those years you were whatever wherever it is you were in school wherever living whatever life God was preparing this moment because he knows it, that he, Bible says he knows the number of heads on your head. He has planned your life and your life is in the palm of his hands. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing any devil in any hell can do to outsmart, to overtake, or to overrule what he has already set in stone. So what, because once he plans, no one can say a word. Once he reaches a conclusion, that's where the full stop is at. The devil has no say when he speaks. The devil has no ground when he speaks. No doubt can come against what he has spoken. No fear can undo what he has started. No demon in any hell can stop what he has started. And this is the confidence we have. That when we ask anything in your name, you hear us, Jesus. And we thank you. For you have heard us. And you are coming with answers. Speedily. Speedily. Quickly. Speedily, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just bless the name of the Lord one more minute. Just bless the name of the Lord one more minute. Right now, God, we exalt you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, God. For you are still going to do the unexpected. For you are still going to do the unexpected, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. May your name be praised, Father God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. We lift up our horns of worship and praise, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We lift up our horns of worship and praise, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We lift up our horns of worship and praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. I receive all that thanks and praise. Jesus. Holy Spirit, do your thing. Do your thing. Not God. Do your thing. Bring your freedom. The freedom you promised. God, bring it. That force of freedom. Bring it, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May your name be praised, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. May your name be praised. And it's in the name of your beautiful son, Jesus, that we have worshipped. Amen. Let's give God a big hand all up in this place. Amen. Amen. Um, still standing. Um, no, continue. Um, of course, I think it's a very foolish question for me to ask if anybody felt God's presence. It's absolutely foolish to ask a question, right? Like I said in the morning, we are God's what? Mobile ark. He's right here with us. Right? The presence of the Lord is all over this place. The presence of the Lord is all over this place. You know one thing I love about God? It's long before we felt a thing, or long before we feel a thing, He was, he was present already. Long before we ever felt that the Holy Spirit was in this place. He was here already. Long before you ever opened your mouth to say, Jesus, He already answered. Long before. That's the beautiful thing about you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. I could stay here a billion years. I could stay here a billion years and just bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father God. May your name be praised, Jesus. May your name be praised, Jesus. Can allow us worship with your word, oh God. Allow us worship with your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May your name be praised, Jesus. Now and forevermore. Thank you, Father God. Um, the word God gave me for this session today. I feel the Holy Spirit saying something to me and if I, I, I just want to say my sermon title so you understand where this is coming from. The word God gave me today, this afternoon actually, I, I came back here and to, to pray and all that and God gave me a word. And the title of my sermon, this session, right, is The Force of Freedom. Everybody say The Force of Freedom. The Force of Freedom. Come add more momentum to that. Say The Force of Freedom. One more time. Say The Force of Freedom. Now, we keep on hearing the Holy Spirit saying, He. Keep on hearing the Holy Spirit saying over and over, over and over, over and over, over and over. I hear, I want to set the, I, I want to bring liberty to the captive. I want to mend the broken hearts. I want to deliver and set free. I hear release. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. God, each and every, I pray on behalf of each and every person in this place, God, that they will not miss their moment. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That no one in this place will miss their moments. Amen. Their moments of freedom will not elude them. No one here will miss their moment with you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father God. If you have your Bibles, crack them open right now. No time, no time, no time. Open your Bible. Join me in the book of 
Second Kings, Second Kings, right now. Second Kings, verse, um, verse fourteen. The Second Kings chapter thirteen. I'm sorry. Second Kings chapter thirteen. We'll start from verse fourteen. Are we there? All right. It says this. Now Elijah had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Now Elijah said, verse 15, get a bow and arrows, and he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel, when he had taken it. Elijah, Elijah put his hands on the king's hands. Verse 17, um, open the east, the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoots, Elijah, Elijah said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram. Elijah declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans and Aphek. Then he said, take the arrows. And the king took them. Elijah told him, strike the ground. He struck it, how many times? Three times. And stopped. I repeat that. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him. He said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated the Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will only defeat it three times. Now you will only defeat it three times. You will defeat it only three times. Verse 18, emphasis season. Elisha told him to strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped may god bless the reading of his word you may be seated in god's presence thank you very much the force of freedom um now um well i'm sorry uh, the no, just you know, pass this, pass this, pass this far. The uh, uh, let, I just have to come, come straight and say something, right? Contrary to for those who have seen me like preach on Sundays and all that, I'm going to like be very, very plain with everybody here. Um, much unlike the way I plan and prepare for my Sunday sermons, it takes me days and all that. Um, but this has been practically um based on the move of the Holy Spirit, right? I told you I came here this afternoon, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, showed me certain things I would still tell you as, as we go on this evening. Um, the uh, force of freedom. The force of freedom. Um, I, like it, I like this so much because if I look at this um, uh, topic, it kind of like captures the idea from two um, different angles, but they all link or point towards one thing. Are we here now? The force of freedom, when you think of the word force, the first thing that comes to your mind is, or that comes to my mind, honestly, is water. First thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word force is water. You know, like when you open a tap, like I was talking to my mom uh, just when we were together, uh, that the faucet, that's like the tap in the bathroom wasn't running very well. It didn't have enough what? Force. So whenever I think of the word force, first thing that comes to my mind is water. Water force, right? I mean, if you've ever, 
I don't know, I think this is a normal thing, but if you have like a shower at home and the water level drops to a certain point, the shower will not run anymore because the water does not have enough force to run through the shower, right? I don't know if I'm getting, I'm painting, I'm trying to paint an image of force in our minds. Force, right? Also, when I think about force, honestly, another thing that came to my mind as I mentioned force earlier was, excuse me, uh, uh, a force, like military force. Right? Different ideas keep coming to my mind when I hear the word force. Another thing that comes to my mind is a struggle. When they say take it by force, that's you struggle to yank it out of someone's hand. And so all of these different images come to mind when I say force. Spoke, I've spoken about water. I've spoken about, uh, uh, that's water pressure. I've spoken about um, like 300 Spartans, that's like warriors. I spoke about military, uh, the military, a force. Right? Also, another example of force is when I say struggle. And now I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that um, everyone in this place, right? Now, I, now, there's some people the Holy Spirit spoke to me directly about. I probably talked to you during the, sermon, the uh, prayer or whatever, or the sermon. But before we get that, this let's generalize. Now, every person here, right, desires a certain level of freedom. But freedom that is given for free really isn't freedom. What do I mean? If it's not freedom, if you don't have to fight to get it. Now, when you think, okay, when you think about freedom, two things come to mind. Genuinely, for me, two things come to mind. The first one is racism. Blacks were treated as slaves in America. Racism comes to mind, and so when we have people like uh, 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 Martin, Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King, right, coming up and leading the, the, the war against racism, discrimination in terms of color. They are what? Fighting for freedom. If you, it's not freedom if you, if you had to, if you don't have to fight to get it. Right, you get what I'm saying? There's no freedom without a struggle. Right? There is no freedom without a struggle. Now, I'm using all of these three examples that I mentioned when I think of the word freedom, right? the force of freedom, force rather, to, to describe my sermon. There is no freedom, starting from the back, there is no freedom without that struggle, that force, that wrestling. There is no freedom without it. Also, there is no freedom without an army. Do you get this? There is no freedom without an army. The only reason in America they, sh they celebrate Juneteenth, that's like the month where they got free from slavery, according to the book, but not exactly everywhere. The reason they celebrate that day is because they know that the blacks rose up. It was, they were an army. Are, are, are we getting this? The only way we could get our freedom from the colonial masters here in Nigeria was because we rose up as an army and told them we no longer want you. The reason we celebrate Mandela was because he led an army of South Africans, native South Africans, demanding for freedom. Are you following everybody? Now, that's, that's force in terms of military. That's a group of people. Now, the first kind of force, force, that's something that has enough power to break something. So the third thing, like third definition of freedom now, is uh, uh, the force of freedom now is like a, 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 a thing, a, a, a uh, what's the word? Uh, 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 
a let me say a uh, I'm trying to get the, the proper most ap, uh, accurate word for this. I don't want to say the war, but okay, let me just use any word, whatever comes to my mind. Right. So now the third uh, uh, definition of force of freedom I'll give it I'll give to it is a a uh, uh, a march that has so much force in it. March like like a a a movement. Okay, that's a word. A movement of force. I spoke about how your shower will not run if water does not have enough pressure, right? And so, like, pressure is, is, is added. And that's, that's the key emphasis in the third uh, definition of the force of freedom. Something that has pressure in it. Pressure in it. Pressure in it. It's like, it's like, I want you to give me something, but you don't want to give it to me, right? And so I pressurize you. Are you feeling me? I don't have to touch her. You see, I don't have to touch her to get what I want. I only need to what? Put pressure on her. Are we following everybody? I don't have to, you know, I don't have to touch her, shake her, say please. The only thing I need to do is put pressure on her. Appear in four hours every day. Follow her everywhere. I need this freedom. So now the first, so in this, in this terms, it's like pressure. Pressure. Now, why am I saying all this? Because God, this is what God spoke to me this afternoon about. He said this. He said, speak to them on the force of freedom. And this is the tagline. How much are you willing to give up for freedom? Are you listening, everybody? How much are you willing to give up for freedom? Because the truth is, freedom will always cost you. The freedom we have in Christ Jesus cost Jesus something. His life. It also cost us something. Our old nature. The nature of sin and all that. Are we listening, everybody? And so, freedom will always cost you. Now, the question is not whether or not it would cost you. It's whether or, it's whether or not you are willing to pay for freedom. Is this making sense, everybody? Now, everybody here is gathered for, like I said, like I said in the morning, different reasons, unique reasons. Well, ultimately, we are all here to seek God and to find His face and to hear His voice and listen to His word and pray and all that. But, ultimate, but we all have unique reasons. But the bedrock for which everybody has come here is to find freedom. I follow you now. Freedom. But freedom is not cheap. Freedom has never been cheap. It has never been cheap. Matter of fact, there's, there's a popular verse in the Bible. If I start quoting it, you already know it. It says, ever since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violence takes it by force. Now, what does that mean? It says, ever since the days of, God, of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence. Meaning, freedom, ever since the days of John the Baptist, right? was no longer handed out cheaply anymore. But there was a, to get freedom, it requires a kind of struggle. Since the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence takes it by what? Force. Are you seeing this? Are you, are you guessing this? There is a force that needs to be applied to break chains. Nobody breaks a chain just smacking it with their finger. That's not, that's not enough force. 
The reason we, use, we employ the use of axes or hammers or something so strong is because you know that you, to break a chain, you requires to, it requires additional force to break chains. Are you, are you following everybody? You requires additional force to break chains. And so you cannot just, we, we, we cannot just walk into Walmart or, 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 or ShopRite or something and demand for freedom. It's not that cheap anymore. Freedom is now an expensive commodity. And it's only given out to, guess what? Those who are willing to give up something for it. I listen, everybody. Always we told me this afternoon that we got people here who are struggling with stuff. Struggling with stuff. And it's not whether or not God sees the struggle, because he does. Right? The reason everybody's here, right, is because God sees, God knows that um, we are all struggling with something. Right? There's something we are struggling with that we want deliverance from. Freedom is deliverance, right? Deliverance. I don't want to use the word deliverance because the first thing that comes to your mind is, ah! hey! but I don't, want, so I don't want to use that word deliverance. But the truth is, those acts are only external uh, uh, actions connoting an internal spiritual affair or welfare, I mean warfare rather. Are you following me? So when, when I say the force of freedom, I mean how much are you willing to put into it to get it? How much force are you willing to apply to get freedom? Just how much? Just how much? Some of us, we desire freedom from, say, addictions or whatever now. But we will never get the freedom we desire because of we, you know, I've been in this place before. I, I always say, you know, when I pray cute prayers, like, God, just have mercy on me. You see the struggle. God, I don't want to do this anymore. And then two minutes later, I found myself watching pornography. Now, does it mean I didn't pray? I did pray. But I was not even desperate enough. That's the word. Desperate enough for the freedom I desired. Very key, some key words when it comes to freedom. Now, I want you to write this down. Very key, key words when it comes to freedom. First word, intensity. Second word, desperation. Write that down. First word, intensity. The second word is what? Desperation. Any person who is fighting for the cause of freedom, who has no intensity and no freedom, will die out no sooner than they started. Are you getting this? The fire that will burn down an entire house must have enough force. If not, a wind, just a little wind will blow and will kill it. I follow you now. The wind that would remove the roof of a house must be strong enough or else it would only blow. People would receive the fresh air and that's it. This, the, the, the pers a person who is going to break chains. Now chains are not always additional, uh, sorry, addictions or whatever. They, of course they are that kind of chains, but we've got generational chains also. Chains that run through the blood that you don't know of. Your father was a this, your mother was a that. And you see the elements of these things happening in your own life. These are chains. These are cycles that can only be broken 
with this word, force. Are you following me, everybody? These are chains and cycles that can only be broken with force. Right? It, 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 we, we, call some, we, we call the word, I love the word chain. Because when you think of chain, the first thing you think about is, you know, chain. But another thing that comes to my mind is, probably because I'm a science student, I think of a chemical chain of reactions. That's like this chain linked up with this chain, linked up with this chain, linked up with this chain. Is this making sense? Like it's now a chain of reactions. Like a like food chain, thank you. It's like, it's, you know, food chain starts from, for, for animals, everything starts from the grass up to whatever animal is on the highest, uh, this level of the energy of whatever. But what I'm saying now is, if you, if you pay close attention now, now, some chains in that sense, or reactions, did not start with us. If we're going. We're only, we, we got born into this world, whatever number of years ago, and we are living this life, but we discover some part hands in our lives that we see in probably our parents. For example, if your father was a hot head who gets angry, really furious, and you discover that your anger is starting to seeming like, I mean, I see this anger in my father or my mother. They get angry too, and you're like, I'm with your mommy. And this is the worst thing. The further it goes, this, listen to this. The further a chain goes, the stronger it becomes. The further a chain grows and goes, the stronger it becomes and the harder it becomes to break. There's some chains that if you don't break them now, when you are 40 years old, you can't break them anymore. Now you have to be praying over your unborn children that God teach them to break these chains on time. Are you following? There are some chains that if you don't identify them on time and break them on time, you have to pass them on to the next generation. And of course, nobody, I, I believe nobody here wants their kids to struggle with the same things they struggle with. That my kids will never suffer with the things I struggle with in Jesus' name. Thank you for saying amen. Pray for yourself too. My kids won't suffer, with this, suffer the same things I suffered. My kids won't struggle with the same things I struggled with. My kids won't have the same chains I have. My kids won't go through the same cycles I refuse to break. Because I heard, I heard, heard this quote a couple of years ago, and I used it in my sermon like it was my own. It's that what is not transformed is transferred. What is not transformed is what? Transferred. What you don't break, someone else will bear. What you don't break, someone else will what? Bear. What you don't break now, someone else will have to carry. And so the force of freedom, now, now coming back to the text today. I, can, you, can you imagine I've not spoken about my text since? Coming back to the text today. Elisha is about to die. And then the, prophet, the king of Israel goes to meet Elisha. Hey, Elisha, I got some problems. Da, da, da. Just help us. Help us, Elisha. Elisha says, okay, before I die, let me, let me help you. All right. Elisha held his hand. They opened the east window. They shot some arrows three times. Elisha said, good, 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 good. Now pick up those arrows. Now the first time, Elisha helped him. Second time, Elisha said, pick it up yourself and strike the ground. 
Elisha did not have a number to it. Elisha left him. Now the king struck the ground three times. One, two, three. Yeah, I'm done, Elisha. And one thing I just find to be so crazy was the fact that Elisha could have said, strike more, strike more, strike more. No time, strike more. But he didn't. Instead, he was angry. So why did you stop at three? And now your victory will only last three seasons. Are you following? You should have struck some more at least six times. At least five, six times. Why did you stop at three? And honestly, I felt like, honestly, as to, to be honest, when I, read, when I read or heard this story growing up, I always felt like Elisha should have given this, call this guy some slack. Give this guy a second chance. But is it not so beautiful, or better still, so um, intriguing that if you don't break it now, you might never be able to break it again. Some opportunities only come one time. Like now. Right now, every person in this place, this is an opportunity. That probably would only come once. Who knows, after this event, someone might get called up and travel to America or something. And now you might never be able to attend this again till you die. Like, I'm not wishing death on anybody, but like, till you die, like, 100 and whatever you want to die. I think you want to die 70 something years old, you hear me? 80. <laughs> now, like, some people will never be able to return here until they die. And so, if you don't grind enough here, break enough chains here, you might never be able to break it again. There's some, there's some divine moments that don't present themselves twice. They never repeat themselves again. Of course, God's, God is merciful and kind, but sometimes it's a once-in-a-lifetime deal. You know? Once-in-a-lifetime deal. Like, there are seasons in life that can never repeat itself again. Like, you were five years old one time, you can never be five years old again. You were 15 one time, nobody can go back to 15. Nobody. As much as you desire to be ever young, ever pretty, Mom, I'm sorry, I'm not looking at you, but as much as you desire to be ever young and ever pretty, there's some things you just can't change anymore. Because you know, even the number of years you spent on this earth are like chains also. You can't go back. And so if you don't take the stand to say, my life will not be like those that came before me, you would sadly have to repeat the same life they did and you would only be confessing with your mouth. My story is different. There are people who confess, but you never see their confession live out, like come to fruition or existence in their lives. Like we have so many confessions in Christianity. Like Christianity is probably one of the weirdest religions ever. Like faith. Like we have so many confessions. I am blessed and highly favored. But all your life you are broke. Like, I am protected, but all of the kids keep on dropping and dying. Like, I am, I am, I am the chosen vessel of the Lord. But yeah, you have so much anger in your system that you do not look anything like a chosen vessel. That if God chose you and saw your anger, you should have changed his mind. Like, I'm, it, this is so crazy and probably funny, but these things exist. Are we all following everybody? That change that if we don't break them, whoo, let me show you a very personal story. Now, this story I'm about to share, I don't want to paint it as if, I don't paint it as a, uh, 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 a 
story of perfection because I'm nowhere near perfect. Nowhere near perfect. But growing up, I discovered I had one big problem. You know, you know what the problem was? Anger. Oh my God. My anger could literally tear down a rock. My anger is so bad. It is, my, I just, my anger was very bad, right? And so I was dealing with, is, is it okay? All right. I was dealing with anger. And my mom, sorry. Everybody, give, put, your, put your hands together for my mom. Today's my, today's, my, today's my mom's birthday. And this woman is looking sexier every year. Come on. Come on. Truth, truth, I attribute, attribute a lot of my growth in my faith or whatever you see that I am today or will be tomorrow to my mom, of course, to God. But I'm really grateful for how much he has used my mom in my life. Because some chains I wouldn't have identified if not for her. And even, and this is the truth, she became, I just want to realize I love my mom so much. She was so vulnerable to the point that she would say, these are the things I saw in my life that are not good, that I can't change as much as I want to, but you can break because you are still young. Are you following? Anger was one of them. Not for my mom, it was for my dad. My dad is kind of hot-headed, right? If his anger is not good. Oh God, his ang- that man's anger is <laughs> not good. And I saw that at some point in my life, I saw I inherited the anger, right? I get angry. As a matter of fact, there's, 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 this, there's this memory that comes to my mind sometimes in my life that as much as it comes, as many times as it comes, I just, it, it just literally crumbles me. It was when we were growing up, my siblings and I, I became a dictator in my own house. Now, I was very much probably, I don't know if I was up to 11 or 12 years old, but I was so much of a dictator in my own house that it was, it was, I don't even want to say it because it looked like it was a, uh, I was out of Italy in my own house. Like I would beat my siblings and tell them if they tell my parents when they come back, I'll beat them when they go out. And I did it. It was, it got to a point, my sister, I can never forget, this is the most vivid and scary moment of my entire life. And it just, it scares me to my bones every time, every time. And it was a day, because I made a rule that I have a seat in our house, in our, at our dining table that nobody must sit on. It was that bad. Yeah, I say, wow. It was that bad. Nobody must sit on this chair. I mean, my siblings, of course, not my parents. None of my siblings must sit on this chair. So one day, I, we, we got food, and I wanted to go and sit down. My sister sat on the chair. She looked at me, and she trembled in fear that she's doomed. And my parents were like, my dad was like, come on, let her sit on the chair. And I gave her the... <laughs> <laughs> she... <clears throat> Excuse me, she was so scared. But that memory lives rent free in my, in my mind and it breaks me down every time that I cannot believe that was me. I cannot believe I was that guy. If I had continued that way, I wouldn't be here today. My parents would have probably sold me off on Jumia or something like this. This, this, this cannot be my son. This is a demon child. But it's funny, but it's very true. I'm talking from, I'm talking from my own self-experience. So my mom, being so being the person she is, right, invested in our spiritual growth. Because I believe my mom knew that if she exposed us to Jesus long enough, some of those strains will come off themselves. If, we, if, she, expo- if she could only, because there's some chains your parents can't break for you anymore. You have to break them yourself. The only thing they can help you with is pray that you find God early enough so you can break those chains on time. 
And that's what I believe my mom did, right? Brought me close to Jesus enough. You know, I met Jesus at a very young age. I can't, I can't really, really say when I got born again. Because I'm like, I have people who have like the day my mama has that, but I don't. Because I grew up in a, as a pastor's kid. And so every Sunday when they call out, I call, I was going out. <laughs> so, so I don't really even know when I got saved exactly. But I knew when God started to deliver me from anger. We attended like a, a deliverance session, right? Years back. And um, after the entire deliverance session, nothing, I didn't feel like anything happened. And so it was, it was not until, now look at how recent this is. It was not until 2019, right? After the entire school, uh, dropped out and all that. Some months after, I don't remember the month exactly. I remember I had this dream. And I saw myself on this mountain. Now listen to this. I saw myself on the mountain with people. I think it was my family, I don't know, we're praying on the mountain. And then there was a tree. And then all of a sudden, there are birds in the sky. Shouting, shouting, shouting. You know those birds that, that uh, stay in trees. And they're screaming at the top of their lungs. And then all of a sudden, I turned and I saw a man, which I believe was an angel of the Lord. And he, said, he looked at me and said, you better pray harder. They are here for you. In that dream, I prayed with the whole of my might. Now, prior to that, I prayed all day, all, all night. I prayed so much that my mom asked me the following day, when I told her, she had the dream, like, what did you pray about? I wasn't even praying about anger. I was praying about something else. But God would use little avenues like that to still deliver us. God is so good. Then I, then I, I prayed so hard. Prayed so hard. Next thing I saw, cutscene. I just found myself in a place. I started, I started vomiting in my dream. I started vomiting. Guess what I was throwing? Guess what was coming out? Not normal liquid. Rocks. Now this is not, I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is real true. This is true. I saw myself vomiting rocks. Like I vomited from morning till night in that revelation. I kept on, I kept on throwing out rocks, throwing up rocks, 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 rocks. Like people were even holding me. I was so weak in my body. I could feel it. That something had gone out of me. I went out and asked, I went out and, and asked someone who's the deliverance minister. That's people who are specialized in, in prayers surrounding deliverance in that sense. And I met him and asked, uh, sir, this is what I saw. And he said, this is what he said. He said, that's your deliverance. Now, does it mean I never got angry afterwards? Now, like I said, it starts from the spiritual. It ends up in the physical. It's a journey. A chain of events. As I started moving forward, I started praying more. I started doing all of these things. One thing I discovered was the way my normal Emmanuel would react to certain things started changing little by little. Right? Some things people will do to me, excuse me, that will probably flare up at. Some I just look at, smile, and turn the other way. Sometimes people did stuff to me. I got so angry, I told them right to their faces. It didn't end up well. But like I said, it's, it's, it's a journey. Like freedom is a movement. We, we approach newer heights of freedom every day. Black Americans in America right now, now they got uh, 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 freedom, I think it was, uh, was it in 19, no, I can't remember the year they got freedom uh, for black, the black guys, when they got freedom from racism. But they are, more, they are freer now than they were back then. Even though it was declared that you are free, they are not as free, they were not as free then as they are now. 
I mean, at least now in America, a black person can own a company. Back then, they couldn't. Even though they were free from being slaves, they still had some limitations. And so the more, I mean, as, as an, as, as, as a, in respect to time, drop your phone, in respect to time, right, as we moved, as they moved further, they started experiencing new heights of freedom. The same thing with me. I got free, quite all right, yeah. But it's not just, it's not, this is not magic. There's a process, there's a thing on earth called time. Time's another chain. And this is the crazy thing about time. The fact that time is like, it's like a garden. What you plant in there and forget, you always come back to find as a tree. I said again, time is like a garden. What you plant in there, you would always, and forget, you would always come back to find as a tree. And so the prayer I prayed was a seed. Whatever is manifesting in me now is its fruits. The same way it appeals to freedom is the same way it appeals to slavery also. The things that um, I can never forget um, from some of my friends in the very first university I attended, um, they were, um, well, I think there, was, there were two Christians, but they were not really Christians. And, I, and so I found myself in their midst. I was like trying to be like the, literally living as a saint amongst them. Remember what I said in the morning, that group of friends you return back to after this will determine how long your freedom will last. Because um, I was amongst them, you know, I was doing my best, trying to stay clean and stay pure. But there were things that I saw with my eyes. Now, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, and for, actually for everybody, but for me in particular, one of, the soul, one of the gates to my soul is what I see. If I see something wrong, it goes into my soul. It registers in my subconscious. I cannot unsee what I have seen. I'm just not that kind of person. Very photographic. I don't forget faces. I don't get forced times. I don't forget things like that. Right? And so, um, whatever I see, stores. Are you following everybody? So these are my friends. They would, I had a friend in particular, actually, who would stylishly watch pornography. Now, whenever he did it, I didn't even know until, like, people always made fun of him. Then I, I think I caught him one, I don't know. And so what happened was, you know, little <clears throat> instances like, um, Yo, guy, Afana, what are you doing? Ah, guy, now, come on, that's wrong. My eyes have seen something that I cannot unsee. I'm like, God, just forgive me. What's that? What's that rubbish? Another day, I was, I don't, I was scrolling through his phone. Found something I shouldn't have seen. Back, 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 back. Which is much more. Right, now, all of these things, I had no idea where seeds being planted in the garden of my heart. And I didn't see the tree until after I left that circle. Like after I left the school, months after, I started discovering something is not right. There's something calling me and pulling me inside that's just not of God. This is something I've never done before. How come on, what's pulling me towards this thing? It was cause the seed planted, a seed planted in time that you have forgotten will always turn out to become a tree. Now, why have I, why have I said that? 
everything is a chain of events. If you don't deal with it now, when you come back, it will be too big for you to handle. I mean, it's not like a physical tree that we could just get a, get, uh, a chainsaw. And by the way, do you know how hard it is to, do you know how simple it is to remove a, a, a tree when it's still a plant in the ground? And how difficult it is to cut down a tree with an axe? It takes longer to cut down a tree with an axe than it does to uproot it from the ground while it is still in seed form or in baby plant stage. Are we all following? Is this, is this explicit enough? I just want everybody to get the idea. So when we eventually pray, you know what you're praying about? Chains. Now remember what I said. Do two key words associated with freedom are what? Intensity and desperation. If you cannot intensify enough, there's some chains you will never break and you will go back to wherever you've come from with the same chains you came here with. Now God showed me two people in particular in this place. If you don't mind, I'll just call you out and I'll tell you what I saw. But I wouldn't because, well, it's private. But God showed me two particular people here and he showed me that they were struggling with certain things. Hmm? Now, now I won't say this, right? Now, um, if it's a chain, right, it can be broken. Are you, feeling, are you listening, everybody? If it's a chain, it can be what? Broken. There is no chain, no matter how strong it is, it can be broken. It might only take longer time. But I believe that God has enough of his spirit in this place today to break every chain. Break every chain, like the song. To break every chain that we might have come here with. Generational cycles, that's a chain. Right? Chain of events. You know, some people, for them, it's like, you discover like, okay, um, Whenever I get close to this thing, this is one thing that happens. Right? Like, whenever I'm close to, say, for example, tomorrow is supposed to be a good day for me, right? The, preview, the day before, this is what happens. For example, I fall ill, or I have a kind of dream, or I, you know, some of these things that, that we overlook at first, the moment when it continues to happen, we know something is not right here. Those are chains also. And if you don't break them now, because you might never get the chance to. But don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put fear in your heart. This is why I've said all that. Because God has promised to break every chain. No matter how long it's been there, He has promised to break every chain. Every chain. Amen. So I want you to, if, if I call prayer, or, or in our breakout session where we pray, or even at, at, at individual at night, I want, you to, I want you to pray with this confidence that God is standing right before your mouth, hearing every word you're saying, and he's waiting to hear some intensity in your prayers. Right now, um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Something came to me. I was in the bathroom and something, something came to me, and um, it was, there's, there's this Yoruba word, uh, uh, that, thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a Yoruba word that, you know the word, um, uh, you know that word? 
you know, although we use it when it comes to like drinking, a baraje, you know, it literally means like scatter your body, something like that. Spoil yourself, thank you. But actually what it means is throw away your composure. What am I saying this? Every person here, like I said, the, the rhythm of freedom, right? It is built on the foundation of intensity and desperation. So just look at that. We have sufficient windows in this place for you to throw out your composure through. Throw out your composure. The Mr. Nice Guy or Prophet Lady, whatever, throw it out the window. Nice, here's why I like you so much. The fact that everybody here, you know one thing is very crazy about prayer. When you're in a prayer session, at some point in prayer, you open your eyes. And usually, it's, it's, it's a mental thing. If you're not even opening your eyes, you assume someone is looking at you and saying, wow, but then Mangba Dragon. I'll be wow, almost. So, sister, you know, let me come in. But those probably, if this summer never goes up, people who don't understand, sister, this sister has a demonic spirit. So, this brother prays hard. That's what I said. But, like, really, though, really, though, um, I want you to just throw that composure out. Scatter your body. Pray like there is no tomorrow. Right? Or pray like, but instead of praying like there is no tomorrow, because usually if we, I don't know, pray, instead of praying like there is no tomorrow, pray like tomorrow is dependent on today. Pray like the moment you're walking out of these doors, you're walking out free. So pray like this is the only window of opportunity you've had, you have in your entire life. Like Elisha told that king, he lost that window of opportunity because he stopped. I don't want you to stop, right? We have a breakout session. Everybody will go outside and do whatever. If, if, you, are, if you are someone, you just go chill, you know, make some calls, go and sleep, go and rest. But if you're people like me, I'll look for a corner that is good enough with divine fresh hair and I'll pray like there is no tomorrow. It's funny if you can't speak in tongues. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes one of the best prayer weapons, right, is worship. You have no idea. Just sitting on, sitting somewhere and just worshiping God with all of your heart. Imagining chains breaking. That's how it starts. I learned, according to, according to psychologists, they say one of the realest things is, is imagination. If you imagine it so much, it can even come to pass. So that's one of the things that helps you when you're praying. I do it a lot when I'm praying. I just imagine it breaking. I just imagine it breaking. I imagine demons flying away, fleeing. I imagine it. It's, although I'm, I'm, even though I'm speaking in tongues, God is looking at my imagination. Okay, this is what this boy wants. Right? So don't just pray absent-minded prayers. Right? You're, you're not even just, you know, Lord, I thank you, Father, I exhort you. But everything that's going on in this place is like, wow, so back lola. Don't don't pray absent-minded prayers, right? Pray full conscious prayers. Like I said, your freedom is hanging on your ability to intensify. You hear me, everybody? Your freedom is hanging on your ability to what? Intensify and be desperate. I want you to pray with this mind in your heart. I pray this thing, it happens. When I'm praying, I'm like, God, if you don't answer me today, I'm not living here. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to pray to that point where I know that God has heard me. It's almost like you're saying you want to force God to hear you. You have to pray with so much intensity. If you can speak in tongues, it's good. If you cannot, tell God what you want. If, you're, if you discover that words are not coming to your mouth, worship is next thing. Worship, like I said, throw away composure. If you are scared of people seeing you pick somewhere, 
and just pray. Whatever angle is best. Don't sit on a tree and sleep. <laughs> like I said, this is the one window of opportunity you cannot miss. If it is come out sleep, it's coming. Like we're praying about something in our house this morning. My mom said something this she said something very important. Whenever you discover that you are like going, like um, say like you're climbing a hill, right? And it gets hard and you are tempted to turn back or to relax. That's the enemy. That's the enemy trying to like discourage you. Right? So have to pick yourself up. If you discover that your eyes are closing, hey, for where? Open that eyes. You don't need to close your eyes when you're praying. But it's just you. The real reason we close our eyes when we pray is maybe to see things and to not be distracted. So when it's just you, you can pray alone, right? Eyes opened. Looking at every lizard that passes. Call that lizard a demon. <laughs> pray with intensity. Pray with desperation. Because your freedom is hinging on your ability to apply force. This is the force of freedom. This is the force of freedom. Don't you feel everybody? I think I think I have. What's 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 the time? Fifty-three. All right, good. We are in fact at the end of this session already. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see you guys busting out, busting out into places. I'm praying. No, I'm serious. Praying. Like I said, this is one window of opportunity you cannot afford to miss. Amen. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, God. Give you praise, we give you praise, glorious and mighty one. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. If you know that song, just join us. We just learn it as we go. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. So death could not hold you down. You are the reason, King. Everybody say. That you are the reason, King. Oh, you're seated in majesty, everybody say. You're seated in majesty. You are the reason, King, everybody. Oh, you are the reason, King. Say, say death could not hold you down. Hey, you are the reason, King, say. Say, you are the reason, King. Oh, you're seated in majesty. Seated in majesty, say. You're seated in majesty. You are the reason, King. You are the reason, King. Say, everybody. Say, you are the reason, King. Hallelujah, everybody, say. Say hallelujah, you have won the victory. Hallelujah, 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 everybody say. Say hallelujah, you have done it all for me. 
You have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. Say, death could not hold you down. Say, you are the risen king. Say, you are the risen king. Oh, you're sitting in majesty. Sitting in majesty, everybody say. You're seated in majesty. You are the risen king. You're the risen king. Oh, come on, say. You are the risen king. There's another song I love to sing. Hey. Oh, I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. Hey. No chains are holding me. Hey. It's who I choose. Say I'm free indeed. I'm free. Hey, in Christ I'm free. No chains are rolling me. It's who I choose to be. Say I'm free indeed. Hello, the Enlightened Church. This is Emmanuel DK over here. I just wanted to come here and uh, personally tell you about what the end of the year offering is. Every year, and we as a church, uh, for the past three for past three years now, we have just moved in obedience and have given by faith. We have prayed as a church, and God has led us to a point, to this point where we give at the end of every year. Now, don't don't get me wrong. We're not just giving because the church needs money. No, no, no. That's not that's not why you're giving. You're giving because we are attaching our faith to our giving. Bible says that where a man's treasure is there also with his heart lie we are also given in faith because we expect god to do something new for us in 2023 and that is why we are given by faith and there is a thing called faith cards now i want you right now if you are with your phones or, or with your laptop or any digital device to go over to our link tree page link tr.ee forward slash teacher global and download your faith offering card 2022 download that card that card right there is a prayer card that card right there is a power card because what every prayer you write every request you write on that card god is seeing god is hearing even as you are writing and those cards is what we are going to be giving with and giving uh, 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 and praying by we're going to be praying upon these cards we're going to be praying upon the request in these cards and we trust listen guys i have i've done this for the past for more than three years now but, but, but intentionally for the last three years as a church and i have every year i keep on hearing testimonies of everything god has done from our faith cards me personally i have testimonies of everything god has done in in this new year even in this year some of the things that i'm enjoying this year are a reap of what uh, uh i wrote in my faith card last year so this year our faith card is live now online i want you to grab right now go and grab your faith card and believe by faith let the holy spirit minister to you let the holy spirit lead you tell you what to get you might ask you might ask you to do something ridiculous but that's what faith really is right now i wouldn't i i don't want to keep here for so long but for now uh god loves you i love you and um let's see what god can do through us today